Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivid Arena. Austin Horton producing today as usual. What's going on, Gordon? It's good to see you. Jake, it's good to see you. Yeah, buddy. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. <laughs> you know, when, when Austin plays that reunited and it feels I – mean, I mean, that just, that just puts you in a good – can I have a little more of that? I mean, I, I, I love that. That's How much so, you got? I'm not even sure that I love the song, but I love hearing yeah. the song. Uh, doesn't that just kind of put you in a nice mood? Yeah, I, I was, I, I, I'll admit it, I was excited to come back to work today. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, and, that's, you know. that shows you got the job, a good right. job then. Yeah, I was I was excited to to, uh, to come back. You know, you never want to see vacation end, but sometimes it's nice to get home. I was a beach. Oh, man, it was great. We had a great time. My four-year-old uh, hadn't been to the beach since 2019. We weren't able to go last year. We did. She probably didn't even remember that, did she? No, she uh. did not. Which um, was actually turned out to be kind of a good thing because then everything was new and fresh, and <laughs> you know, got to see how excited she got about everything. So you know, it uh, it was great. I had a nice time with family, saw some friends. But mainly just uh, kicked it on the beach. Went to a museum, went to a lighthouse, so we did a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of things. But uh, mainly kicking back. I think I told you I have a friend who owns a lighthouse, and he invited me. He said I could go stay there whenever I want. All right. And it's out in the middle of the water. You know, you got to get there by boat. But that sounded pretty cool, you know. Well, I don't think it's as much work as it used to be. What do you mean? I don't know. I just been, read this long thing about the life of a keeper of a lighthouse, where you have to <laughs> you have to clean no. all this stuff and haul oil upstairs and like polish lenses and all this stuff. Huh. Work on two shifts because you can't. <laughs> nobody can leave it alone. Like it has to be burning all night long. You can't like light it up and then say, "All right, good night, everyone." You have to like stay up and manage it and that sort of thing. I don't think it's that much work anymore. But isn't that interesting? That something that that would create so much work and have such a functional kind of role to play is so freaking romantic. You know? Because well, when I think of a lighthouse, I think of romance. I, I think of, uh, it's, it's like, uh, it's something out of a, a cool novel, you know? On the coast, the lighthouse is shining, guiding ships away from danger. Yeah, but... I've I've honestly I, I've honestly never thought of lighthouses as romantic, but I, I guess no. I can see where you're at. Like not at all. But I bet it's <laughs> really not romantic to uh, Bob the lighthouse keeper, circa like you know, like 1910. <laughs> oh, he's working his butt off, <laughs> right. and he's yeah. isolated, and he's up there just. Yeah, I, I've got a I've got a hump. How much oil up? How many stairs? <laughs> Romance? How, how many times? <laughs> it's a romance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah, it was fun. We we go out. To, uh, it's a it's a special place to our family. We go to the Outer Banks every year. So, uh, good old North Carolina, first yeah. in flight, Gordon, as you know. Yes, I know. Have you been to the uh, where the Kitty Hawk uh, or Kitty Hawk? I guess it's called. So, Gordon, I'm 40, and I've been going to the same spot for summer vacation for. Well, I don't about know how, 33 I don't, yeah, of those I don't, years. I don't know how I close missed. that is to where, you, where you're staying. Because I asked you if you went to Hatteras, and you said, no, it's well, too far. That's the difference. I could have walked to the uh, First and Flight Museum. Hatteras <laughs> was like an hour and a half to the south. Okay. But anyway, uh, yeah, I've been to that a number of times. We, we elected not to take my four-year-old to the First and Flight Monument just because 
It might be a little over her head, but we did go to the Lost Colony quite, Museum. Quite oh, hey. We did go to the Lost Colony Museum, which is much more like drab and gloomy. Is that so the we place made a good, where, good is that choice the place there. Where they, uh, they, start, they tried to have a uh, establish uh, a little uh, township and, uh, and everybody died. Well, they don't know what happened to everybody, but yeah, they assume that everybody died. Yeah, it's the lost colony of Rome. Did Blackbeard invade and kill everybody, or uh, is that something else? Am I getting Blackbeard was later, up? I believe. Okay. Yeah, this was the first British colony on American soil, and it uh, lasted for uh, like a year, and then got wiped out, and they didn't know what happened to them. Yeah, I'm thinking. And don't they find like forks and cups and stuff? Yeah, just the, randomly the leftover of the uh, of the colony or whatever. But they found a sign that said Croatoan on it, and that's the only clue. Uh, well, yeah, I, I you know all I can think of is that it must have been awfully miserable over in Europe for people to want to up and move and give that a try. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was quite the voyage, sure, that's true. I mean, it must have been miserable over there in old England. Well, for some people. <laughs> the people who were jumping ship yeah, and yeah. heading over. For some people. Just the crossing yeah. alone. You know, how big was the Mayflower? It was like a dinghy. It wasn't very big. So people getting in that boat, floating across the ocean, who knows what's going on. Then you establish a colony and everybody dies. That doesn't sound very appealing. Well, that was one thing we did, actually. Part of this museum was we boarded the Elizabeth II or a complete, like a, a two-scale remake of the boat that brought them all over, right? And it is not very big. No. No, it's not very yeah, big at all. canoe. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Relatively speaking. So, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I heard things around here went well. Big thanks to, what, uh, Scotty and Hans, Bowler, PK, uh, yeah. for uh, for helping out Austin, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. What we missed a, him. We missed him, didn't we, Austin? Who, Jake? Yeah. Oh, desperately. Well, but what, yeah, thank <laughs> you for the sincerity of that. But what a, uh, what a, a star studded uh, cavalcade of characters to fill in for me. I'm, I'm honored, actually. We did and, have our Virginia and, football preview without you. Oh, good. I'm not sad I missed that. Although, you know who's much <laughs> more popular in the state of Virginia than, uh, than Justin Fuente is Bronco Mendenhall. He's quite popular over there. Well, I mean, that just goes to show you you win about four four games at UVA, and everybody wants to throw you a parade. (laughs) But yeah, Fuente is doing a bad job. That guy's got to go. But I told Dave Kane, the uh, broadcaster, we'd have him back on when BYU plays Virginia. And he said, preferably not when that uh, Vautech fan is on with you. Well, you know, I I have family members who went to UVA. I saw at least one of them. Were those uh, the smarter ones? Uh, depends on who you ask, I suppose. <laughs> the records are a lot shorter in yeah. the penal code. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm glad it went well. Uh, Football Friday went well. Austin was telling oh, me, yeah. uh, Coach Mack and Alema, mm-hmm. excited to have those two back for for uh, for the season. That's awesome. So Always installment fun. one went well. Always fun. Coach Mack told a story I'd never heard before. It was which he does every week, really. So you want to replicate that one? Oh, it's our promo. People have heard oh, it. How? Okay. He finally beat BYU and Provo, so he decided to go to church the next day <laughs> at his local uh, LDS ward house. But none of the BYU fans were there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's... I said to Mac, I said, this is the first time you've darkened the door of a, of a church in how long? Uh, let's see here. By the way, real quick, our boy Sven says, romance. When I think of a lighthouse, I think of the old guy from Pete's Dragon. That's true. <laughs> that's what I think of, too. Passamawati? Mi- yeah, Mickey, uh, what's his name? Mickey Hold Rooney? on. Mickey Rooney attended uh, the the Wait. old town drunk man in the lighthouse. Hold on, haven't you seen? Haven't you seen the paintings of the lighthouse, say on the Oregon coast, shining out across yeah. the water? Yeah, Sven, read a Nicholas Sparks book, will you? <laughs> I read a uh, a Jimmy Buffett book that was all about. It was called, I think it was called a salty piece of land, and it had a lighthouse. On Nobody it. knows romance like James Buffett. Yeah, well, that's what I figured. Nicholas Sparks. Have you ever seen a Nicholas Spark, Sparks movie that, that you liked? Yes. Or, like what? The Notebook, please. Oh, get that out of me. I, I, you know, that, that book had a permanent mark on one of my daughters who suddenly felt like everything had to be like out of Hollywood in order to find love. I hate that movie. It might, not, it might be a good movie, but I can't stand that movie because it, it instilled in... 
young girls all kinds of misconceptions about what love is. And it is in color, so it's not for you. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, thank goodness. Well, name me another good one. Oh, I don't. Is there more? That's the only one I know of. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's a bunch more of those real sappy love stories. But anyway, it's good to have you back. Oh, Jake. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to be back and uh, and here. And there's. It's not like anything happened while I was gone. No, nothing. It was boring around I mean, here. BYU to the Big Twelve was back up. You know, both teams pick a quarterback. It's yeah. You know, BYU and Utah pick a quarterback. It's. Right. I mean, it's not like you guys had a whole lot to talk about or anything. Well, it wasn't like that was breaking news from a standpoint of, oh, shocking. I can't believe they picked him. But nonetheless, news. It was. Yeah. It did confirm it all. Yeah, nailed it Gave us an excuse to, you know, talk about it again and all that. (laughs) Indeed. And we did. (laughs) We did. And we talked a lot about BYU and Utah football because, I mean, it's on this week, Jake. I know. The Utes going on Saturday, uh, on Thursday, with Weber State, BYU going Saturday, Utah State playing Washington State. Yeah, so it's all. It's here, Mm -hmm. which is great. And it's a game week, and we'll we'll talk uh, all about it throughout the week. Um, And uh, yeah, a bunch of other stuff too. So it's college football is here. And uh, not a moment too soon, Gordo. That's for sure. That's the way I feel about it. In fact, do you want to do you want to dive into some college football? Should we start there? Sure. On the split story of the day. All right, uh, Austin. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. The game itself, really no effect, not, not a non-factor. But you're right, we do have a lot of common ground between the two teams and a lot of guys that either coached or played here or, or at Weber right now. So I'm looking forward to seeing those guys. Not a lot of surprises. I mean, these are guys that we knew would be in the mix. There's a few oars in there, but we feel good about the guys that are going to play. We know we have a bunch of guys that can play. They're only 11 at a time, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Go Aggies! <laughs> there you go. Got Utah State covered at the end. Thank you, Gordon. Um, uh, football, Gordon. Uh, Austin, uh, by the way, Austin, while you were gone, Austin was pleased to have to wrangle with a few Utah State fans. Uh-huh. What did Austin say about Utah State? Nothing. That's what he didn't say. <laughs> we had our Washington State preview, and they're playing BYU and Utah this season, and they're playing Utah State, but I left that one out, so. Whoops. The world ended. Yeah, but the, our guest mentioned it. He, he covered it, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm on every uh, mailbox in Cache County, though, as most wanted. So <laughs> he did get, he did get a little bit, a little bit. Okay, how that. about let's start Aggies here, real quick. Let's do it. This, in this depth, will please. be really quick. By week <laughs> six, even will Aggie you, fans won't care. Will Utah State fans actually want us talking about them? Well, when you have a new coach and you have that many transfers coming in. I know, you just don't know, right? Yeah, it's just kind of a mystery, but uh, they're not particularly highly thought of. But Well, it's the first year for a, for a coach in a new program that, you know, Urban Meyer is the exception, not, uh, not really the rule. <laughs> and maybe uh, Coach Anderson comes in and, and surprises us all, Gordon. He's, he's got kind of a, you know, upbeat electric personality. Certainly has had success in his past, we'll see. But... Usually these types of, you, you, you know, let us forget what a mess the Utah State football program was last year. Oh, I it mean, was. I mean, you had, a, you had a defense that couldn't stop the run. You had, I mean, you had an offense that was, uh, it, it's. I wasn't that, even talking about on the field. Oh, oh. I mean. Yeah. Well, that's right. They did have a, a bit of a, a conundrum with the uh, with the coach. And uh, uh, there was there were problems about whether a certain coach should be retained, and people were upset. Forfeited that. a game due to protest. Yeah, it was. I, I won't forget that football Friday when when all that news was coming out. However, I guess you know I, I, the whole story of a new coach coming in and changing the direction of a program. Is that's really interesting? I, I I I don't understand exactly how a coach does that. Like uh, I, any new coach that comes in and has a modicum of success, especially if the program has been struggling, uh, that 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 what is that? I mean, is it better technique, better coaching methodology? Is it uh, is it an infusion of ta- sudden talent? Well, that one has to be first. 
Right. Well, they have a lot of transfers coming in, a yeah. lot of new faces. And that could going. go one way or the other, right? You know, that's that's kind of the great unknown. Yeah. But that that one's got to be first. Like going back to the Urban Meyer example, when he took over Coach Mack's program, the talent was all there, right? But yeah. if if the talent wasn't there, which it wasn't at Utah State last year, that's what it seemed. And all of a sudden, there's a huge influx in turnover and ta- in talent all at once. I mean, that's the great wild card. Which way are you going to bet that's going to go? Yeah. I would I would bet that they got some work to do before it turns around again. And then you, you throw in the methodology of the coach and how, how much can he motivate, how much can he get guys doing exactly what he wants. They're going to open up that offense, spread it across the field. We'll see if it works. That the defense has to stop the run, man. That's what they have to do. <laughs> they didn't do last year. All right, let's uh, let's dive into uh, BYU, shall we? We'll get to um, we'll get to sound from both Utah and uh, and BYU throughout the show. We'll talk about the Utes and uh, and Weber State, but I kind of want to bite into this uh, Big Twelve thing, if you don't mind. Sure. Is that uh, can we get into that a little bit? Because I thought that was extremely interesting on a number of uh, levels. While I was not uh, while I was on vacation last week, and I want BYU to get into a conference so badly. This seems like. Maybe it's the most attractive situation that's come on, come along yet that they actually that actually has a chance of happening. Yeah, still not. I'm not. The question, the bigger question there to me is, is the Big Twelve still a P five type conference? Does it matter? See, I was thinking about this. Well, why would it matter? It matters in the long run. How so? It might not matter in the short run because uh, some some of those that money is still in place. But will the Big 12 even exist in 45 years? Well, 45 years. Four or five. Oh, I'm sorry. I misheard you. I was like, well, 45 years. Uh, four or five. That, that's an interesting question, sure. But does it does it matter? I mean, BYU would be no worse off than they are now if it ceased to exist in four or five years. Yeah. And honestly, P5, G5, whatever, you're worth what you're worth from a financial standpoint. It's not like ESPN reads the label and goes, oh, P5, well, pff, we're going to pay you double. I don't know the fine. I mean, you're worth what you're worth. So, like, right. what's what honestly, I mean, what does it matter? Is BYU in a better football situation playing with those group of schools? Or not. And I think they would be in a better football situation playing in that conference however long. That's an interesting thing to talk about. So maybe we should. And from a basketball perspective, Mark Pope's saying, yes, please. Yes, let's do that. Exactly that. And let's do it yesterday. I guess the downside is that there's really no regional aspect at that point to the the conference. How much does that mean? But I want to see BYU in a conference race. That's what I don't like about independence. It's a bunch of exhibition games that don't matter to the overall picture unless happen you catch lightning in a bottle and go eleven and one or twelve and zero. Well, it depends on how you define that. It depends on how you define it. What, what do you makes mean? what makes a season meaningful? Okay, um, yeah, I suppose. Um, way I def- you know I, I go from most coaches who say national championship first, conference championship next. And there's that race, yeah. and even and even when you don't have a good season, you can still stick it to the other guy by ruining their good season, as opposed to playing Michigan State and then forgetting about them for the rest right. of like and having it not matter. But there are all kinds of uh, nice things for BYU fans to be able to see their team as long as they can schedule these mar- more marquee type teams. Then that's exciting for the fan base to see that happen. That was the argument against going back to the Mountain West because who wants to play New Mexico? Who wants to play, you know, some of the teams there? It just seems like uh, in this case, in Independence, uh, if you took that schedule they were going to play last year and you look at the schedule this year, there's a lot of exciting games on there that that do uh, energize BYU fans. If they can win the majority of them, which is a big question. One-off games. And if you're playing okay. the Big 12 as it – as it is presently constituted, then I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's as exciting because they have USC, Arizona State, Utah. They, uh, you know, Washington State. They, I mean, Virginia. Who else they got? Somebody else. I'm forgetting. Okay, I, then, I got it. Interesting matchups, but all. And then you throw in Boise State, which has turned into a real nice thing. So th- there are those. 
interesting matchups that uh, that you're now you're if you go to the Big Twelve now you're going to play Kansas and you're going to play you know Oklahoma State and Baylor yeah and Oklahoma they, State's not bad oh yeah that's State who they're playing and, this year and TCU and it, it's, yeah, it's an interesting some, it's an interesting ones, football yeah. league and you'd have a race give me a conference give me a conference race Gordon if you lose a few games you got something to play you're for, playing so. for something. True. And again, you're ruining someone else's day when you win, and you can kind of go ha ha. It's <laughs> all these fun you lo- things. You love that stuff. I do you? love that stuff. And you and I covered the Mountain West Conference for a long time. Still do, you know, speaking of the Aggies. It's still fun to cover a conference race. I don't care how many New Mexicos are in the league. Yeah, I guess. But go Lobos! There are arguments both ways, Jake. And I, I hear what you're saying, and I've made that argument both ways. Mm hmm. So but I, if you do it. it and the league falls apart, so what? I don't know what the complications would be in that as financially. Uh, not, and I don't know what the rules. If, if the Big 12 came to BYU and said, you know, what happened five years ago, we're sorry about that, we strung you along, we never really wanted you, oops, sorry. Well, didn't but now, already... now that we're desperate, <laughs> we're coming back, and we're saying, hey, how would you like to join us again? And BYU... BYU sitting there going, well, uh, do we really want that or do we not? Hmm, let's see. Let's think about that for a minute. Uh, not exactly sure. And will the Big 12 put all kinds of stipulations on BYU about how much money they get versus how much money the uh, the remaining schools in the Big 12 get? All relevant details except for the stringing you along one the last time. Because, one, didn't they already get out in front of that by the story in The Athletic where they said, oh, the two schools that didn't want you are gone. So it wasn't us screwing you over. It was them. Yeah. Just that, so, you know. Yeah, that, that, and, that finger has been pointed, yeah. And that whole thing is just pride talking. Get over it. What's best for your program? See, What's best for your university? That that's what I always argued with the Mountain West, where there was always this, this oh, too proud to go back to the Mountain West. What will the U fans say? What's the best for your program? Get over this pride well, stuff. I mean, and you know that's what BYU was thinking. I, I mean, that's I can see fans talking that way. Is that what BYU was saying? Institutional? Uh, no, 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 not necessarily. But the arguments whenever this can, comes up to go back to the Mountain West, where. <laughs> You know, uh, we're too good for them. I get that. I don't know if that's Tom Homo's opinion. But the the argument there is, look, uh, you get to play USC and Arizona State and teams like that, and and you don't get that opportunity as much. I know you say, well, you still have some some non-conference games you can fit in there. Yeah, four of them. uh, But— well, depending on how long the That's a little there. difficult for someone that has to deal with the mental side of dealing with rivalries and all that sort of thing, you know. Because it is tougher, I think, playing in-conference games than playing a random team that you might be able to surprise. So little. now it's too hard instead of not hard enough. Well, it could be. Uh, it could be difficult, but you're not getting the payoff for your fans of being able to supply them uh, a relatively steady stream of, of of great marquee football programs, right? Well, they're not necessarily always great marquee football they're programs not, no. when I BYU mean, plays them, just like the same way in league. Yeah, you but remember, you never know. I mean, you never right, know, you, but it's still got some some oomph to it. Well, you remember Colorado State under uh, Ross Seiler's uncle. What was that guy's name? <laughs> I forget. Remember that? Yeah. They really, what was his name? No, I can't remember, but they sucked. <laughs> and But you remember Colorado State under Sonny Lubick and what incredible games those were for a decade for both Utah and BYU. Yeah, but you were still playing Colorado State. You weren't playing USC. Well, they did play USC in those years if you really want to. Not a did, lot. Did, they played Reggie Bush twice. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, the Pac-12 loves to schedule BYU. As I said last week, they 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 want to give BYU a big hug, but they don't want to consummate the relationship. You know, you don't Austin remember, didn't like that. You didn't analogy. remember those two games where uh, BYU got steamrolled at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and then By the Norm, next year, Norm Chow's team, and then the next year they played them tough. I don't remember what the final score was. Maybe I go back and look at it, and it was a twenty-one point victory. I can't remember exactly, but it, I remember the Cougars played them much tougher the second time in Los Angeles. But you understand what I'm saying about that side? Yeah, of I just the don't argument. agree with it. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying I'm not. I don't even. I agree with it. I'm just bringing <laughs> it up. It. No, I, I get it. I get it for sure. 
But anyway, this this feels a little bit more likely than these discussions have in the past, and I still like it. I want to see BYU back in the league. I really do. Yeah, we'll see if it happens. And then, so. you know what? Joining this conglomerate of schools, maybe the price tag is going to be higher, and that that old trusty financial excuse to not go into a league will, will not be there anymore. Hmm. Do you think the Big 12 will skew the numbers a little bit to sort of uh, – Remember when Utah joined the the Pac-12? Yeah, yeah. They had to grovel for a few years. But in that case, so what? It turned out to be extraordinarily worth it, worth it for the Utes. Yeah, but the Big 12 as presently constituted is not the ah, Pac-12. I know that's a different. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would have to depend. It would depend certainly on the concession. That's where the magical world of uh, negotiation comes into into play. And if it's not worth it, they wouldn't do it. How many garden spots are there in the in the Big 12? I mean, how many Garden places are there like, that everybody would be really excited to go, to go there to play a football game? Dallas, Fort Worth, pretty cool. I've never been to, uh, never been to Stillwater, or Ames. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa State be interesting if Iowa State can keep that coach they have there uh, under these new situations. Waco, I don't know if that's doing it for me. Where's Where's uh, Where's Texas Tech again? Lubbock. That's in Lubbock. Yeah, the birthplace of Buddy Holly. You don't want to go see uh, the the Magnolia silos uh, in Waco from that uh, Fixer Upper show. Uh, oh, Chip and Chip and Joanna, Chip and Dale, or jo- <laughs> Dale. My wife likes that show. Um, oh, oh, Morgantown, not doing it for you. I don't think I've ever been to Morgantown. I've been to a number of those cities, but uh, I covered that BYU uh, West Virginia game that was played in Washington. FedEx Field. Landover. All right. Well, lots of college football to get into today. Stay tuned. But let's get out of the zone phone right now. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. What's up, Andrew? Hey, guys. How's it going today? Good, buddy. How are you? How's the weekend? Doing good. Very good. Excellent. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive right in, shall we? Let's help our listeners. Might be struggling in the bedroom. Yes. Uh, that is what Wasatch Medical Clinic does. We saw a lot of guys this week struggling with erectile dysfunction, but maybe not at a severe level. They're in their 20s, 30s, or 40s and just want to improve performance in the bedroom. Uh, We also see guys with severe ED every day as well. But if this sounds like you, if maybe you don't want to take the pill or you're getting bad side effects from it, the WAVE technology at Wasatch Medical, uh, so impressive now, with 50 clinical studies saying this works, it's safe, it's the new standard of care for ED, the Journal of Sexual Medicine, Cambridge University, and so many others. Uh, It's helping guys regrow blood vessels and improve blood flow uh, where it matters the most. And, uh, you know, just to kind of reiterate this, uh, interesting, it can help a wide range of folks to the, you know, severely affected to maybe you just need a recharge. Yeah, that's right. Cambridge studied men with severe ED. The pill wasn't even working. The Journal of Sexual Medicine uh, tested men with more mild ED that maybe just had the occasional failure. And it has worked basically in all of those guys with prostate issues or diabetes. We've seen studies there. Uh, It doesn't really matter what's caused the ED. It has a high success rate. It's so targeted and proven. 801-901-8000. That is the number to call. 801-901-8000. And you always do uh, a lot for our listeners. Yeah, we really believe in delivering a lot of value. Guys come in and just take the free. That's okay with us. It's basically the screening process, which is an exam and assessment to determine if you're a good candidate. Uh, That's with our MD. Plus, he'll do the blood flow ultrasound. You get uh, the gift, very popular, produces immediate results in the bedroom. And this is quite valuable. Uh, Testosterone, if you feel like you need it, we handle that for free as well. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Good to have you aboard today. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. That's our friend Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic. More college football coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes get set for an in-state showdown against Weber State at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Catch the Ute pregame show Thursday at 4, followed by the postgame show immediately after the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Cougars at 30 update uh, BYU game week taking on Arizona and Vegas. Coach Satake talks about how he prepares for a team like Arizona, even though they have a new coaching staff. You have to just go back and look at all the different places that they've been, watch a lot of NFL film and watch a lot of different programs. So I think there's some similarities, but there's definitely some things that are, that are different. And then you look at the personnel that they have. They're, they have a good number of uh, new players coming in to complement the talent they have already on the team. So a lot of different things. And then COVID year, you never know how well a team was prepared because of the depth was always something that with testing and all that. You just never knew if they're ever, no one was at full strength, but you, you know that teams are going to be a lot better than what we saw on film last year this cougar at 30 update brought to you by our friends at zero res your pet are angels but urine so carpet is a nightmare for your house zero res has a specialized method to remove stains that leaves your carpet clean and smelling fresh schedule your appointment today at zero res carpet cleaning zero res saltlake.com up north zero res davisweaver.com football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Cougars open up 2021 in Las Vegas this Saturday against Arizona. Your home for the best coverage of Cougar football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone band of the day today the pointer sisters selected by me nice song and brought to you by live nation concerts for the latest tour news and artist insight go to LiveNation.com. springsteen did this too oh i've seen a concert performance of that by the way uh did i see an announcement made last week that our guy trent falcone is returning to uh, the zone family Oh, I thought I saw a tweet. He and Johnny hosting the music, uh, what are we calling it, the music zone? Uh, the music and concert zone, Wednesdays at 7. Yeah. Although he won't be on it this week. Well, He's uh, bailed already. Has he really? Well, he is big time, Trent, who uh, does a lot of great work for Live Nation. But uh, years and years and years ago, Gordon, probably, yeah. geez, probably 15, 16 years at this point, uh, before Trent was a super big deal. He was uh, our promotions director here on the Zone Sports Network. Yeah, uh, I used to used to see Trent all the time. Twenty years ago, when we started this station up. So. Yeah, so uh, Trent uh, has been a, a good friend of ours for a long time, and now he's uh, he's a huge deal. He uh, he worked here at Vivint Arena for a long time, where uh, they booked their concerts and that sort of thing. So he knows a, his music. Oh yeah, uh huh. He's a big uh, Morrissey fan, and both he and uh, Johnny are big Kiss fans. So that should. <laughs> yeah. What does that say about a person? That they're a big fan of Kiss. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think it says? They about like men and. Uh... And, and make up with the whole uh, doodad oh, thing. and then Maybe they like the theater of it all. I don't I, know. That's, I was going to say, it means they're not boring person. Right. <laughs> Certainly not boring people, uh, those two. Anyway. How do you like to have had to put on all that makeup and all that every time you performed? I mean, what was one guy's name? Gene Simmons? Is that yeah. his name? You know how much those guys made? Oh, yeah. You'd, they made a lot of money. You put on that makeup too, buddy. <laughs> Austin, you're a man who is often motivated by money. Uh, if you had to put that makeup on every day of your life, uh-huh. how much? Uh, how much? 
How little would the amount have to be to stop you from doing it? I didn't follow that. How little would the amount have to be to stop me from doing it? Boston would do it for 500 bucks a week. Oh, for sure. 500 extra dollars a week? I'll get it. I'll get it so I don't have to go through the rigmarole of putting it on, taking it off. I'll get it permanent tattoo. So I just now, have to now deal with would, it. Now, would you commit to that same level if you were a member of the Blue Man Group? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're talking about 500 bucks a week, Austin. You wouldn't All right, do that. All right. You heard no it here. Way. 500 bucks a week and Austin tattoos himself blue. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make that happen. <laughs> Mommy imagine, needs uh, some new shoes. Can you imagine no going into the, into the tattoo parlor and just being like, all right, here's what I need. I need head to toe. Solid blue. <laughs> How long would that take to cover every inch, every millimeter of your skin in blue? It just blue. It would take over a week, I'll bet. Maybe, maybe you could go with just like the arms from the, the bicep down or the legs. The from neck the, up. Yeah, the neck up. Knees down. That would be worse. Would it? Yeah, you gotta be one of the other. and you're half blue. <laughs> <laughs> You'd really have to be sure you were going to make the cast, though, right? That's an Arrested Development I know uh, it is. episode. I know it is. Well, if people saw you in the pool, they'd say, that guy blew it. Uh, the, the Blue Man Group makes $1,000 per week each. Yeah. Is that all? So it says here, earn $1,000 per week as a member of the Blue Man Group. They're looking for somebody. See, the thing is they can keep the wages low because <laughs> anybody really can do the job. You know Their what net I mean? worth, There's... though, is $50 million? Yeah, it's a bit. They were in Vegas forever. I don't and know they're offering 1000 bucks a week? To the new guy. But well, that's, that's the thing. big of them. It's like the, Uf- it's like the UFC. If you want to complain about it, well, go find a job performing as a blue guy somewhere else. Good luck. <laughs> what if you were born blue? And you don't make the group. And you don't make the cut. You lose out to some makeup-covered guy. What was that song about 10, 15 years ago about blue? Something blue. I'm blue. Yeah, the uh, Eiffel 65 (laughs) song. You know what I'm talking about? Now I do. That that reminds me of college. Oh, does it? Did it bring back a good memory? (laughs) No. Heard that song a lot. That was frequently played. I don't. I don't believe Austin. I don't think for five hundred bucks a week, there's no way. There's no way he would have to put on that makeup every day. No, I don't believe you. Austin. How much would it cost for you to do it? I, I, I don't want it. Yes. Yeah, Offer me anything. I don't want it. Five million dollars an hour. No, I still what? don't want it. <laughs> At this point, what, 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 you know what? why he has that opinion. I don't, I'm not going to put all that goop on every single day. And then if you if you have the face that Gene Simmons wore, then you got to stick your tongue out all the time. Yeah, that, that's gotten him nowhere. <laughs> you say they're really wealthy, are they? In yes. many different ways. And see, when you've got that... that uh, well, just you know, because you're doing that doesn't mean you're going to get all the benefits that they get. When you've got that kind of scratch already, Austin, you can afford to pass on things. Five million an hour? Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what we're paying that's you? A, that's Good grief. That's a guy who's not worried about, better. <laughs> about where his next meal is coming from. Not concerned. No, that's got nothing to do with it. I just don't want to do that. But... Uh, I see, Austin. What would your price really be? To to permanently be blue? Or no. Or I'm just saying, I'll go back to the kiss thing. You have to, every day when you get up in the morning, you got to put all that makeup on. I want a million a year minimum. Yeah, that's what I figured. Let me ask you that this. That was really a productive segment, wasn't what, it? What would be your basement yearly salary for you to stand on the sidewalk and twirl one of those signs? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to pay me a million dollars a month. Twelve million dollars a year yeah, for you to to come down off the mount far <laughs> enough to twirl a sign on the sidewalk. Not side twirling a sign. No, I offered you five million an hour. Yeah, you're I, really uh, bad at negotiating. Well, I don't know. I you know, how how long do those guys do that? How long do they stand? Well, they got to have a shift, right? I mean, it's probably like two two three hour shift. Add another four or five hours on there, and then yeah, probably in the neighborhood. <laughs> the good ones don't need bathroom breaks. That's right. Yeah. See, I I, I don't think I even. I mean, well, that's could... the benefit of sweating on the sidewalk is 
you don't really need bathroom. Breaks. I see. Oh, that's you that's urinate nice. through your pores. Yeah, it just you're so dehydrated. I mean, you wouldn't even think about it. I don't. You know, I, I yeah, I don't want to do that. But I don't want to cake on that makeup every day. A Twelve million dollar sign spinner. He's he's a little steep, but he's very effective. Very effective. You better spin that you'll sign get, well. You get those customers right in off the street. Or how about dressing up like the Statue of Liberty? You know, or having to put on some ridiculous costume every day. What about uh, and wear it everywhere you go? What about that naked cowboy guy? He's not making twelve million dollars a year. Which guy's that? The Times Square. Oh dude? yeah, yeah. I've seen that guy. Yeah. You have? Because I feel like the naked cowboy guy should have tipped you off there if you've met him. No, no. I remember. I Well, I thought you were talking about. Which naked cowboy what, guy? What are you talking about? No. The, one, uh, the one I met at the social club or no. the one I saw in. Uh... I thought you were talking about advertising. <laughs> yeah, I have. Seen Be more specific, guy. please. <laughs> There's a lot of them out there in the circles uh, I run in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We were going to get to a clip of uh, Dennis Dodge. We do that coming up next. Sorry. Yeah, this one got away we, from us. We should. Uh, just yeah, who cares? Well, it answers his, from his perspective, whether the Big 12 would still be a P5 conference. So, yeah, let's get to it. All right. We'll hear from that coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman. My biggest upside with this team is that no matter anywhere, offense, defense, offensive line, quarterback, safety, wherever it is, if somebody gets hurt and the next person has to come in, the production drop-off is going to be very slim to none. Everyone on this team has been here for a while, is really athletic and knows what they're doing, and these guys are special. <laughs> Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a Utes at 50 update here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Here's Coach Witt talking about how Charlie Brewer won the job at starting quarterback. Well, he had the edge statistically, first of all, and that's not the only thing you take into account, but uh, he did have a slight edge statistically. Just a guy that has a lot of leadership, and, and it was a close call. It could have gone either way, but Charlie's experience, uh, having played in over 40 Division One games and the success he had at Baylor throwing the football, and I believe our team would have been just fine with either decision. I mean, they would have rallied around whichever guy ultimately won the job. They're both very well-respected, hard workers, prepare the way you're supposed to, and so it was really close, but ultimately Charlie and probably the experience Factor was probably the biggest reason behind it. This Utes at 50 update brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night? Are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're talking a little bit about the future of BYU uh, earlier in the show, Gordon, before we got a little distracted. Uh, and uh, it brought up in your mind a clip from Dennis Dodd, who jumped on last week. Yeah, with Austin. Yeah. Um, this uh, Austin set it up. Uh, well, I asked Dennis Dodd if he felt if things were dire enough in the Big 12, A, that they need to add teams. And if so, will they be able to add the teams that will help them hold on to that P5 status, that power conference status? And here's what he said. Uh, 
in my opinion, no. I think I think once the alliance was announced this week, that pretty much ended any speculation about that going forward because they did not call the Big 12 to be in the alliance. I think we all know the reasons, but they would not articulate those reasons. But that told me that, you know, the Big 12 is not worth, doesn't have enough worth in that non-conference partnership to, uh, to form any meaningful non-conference inventory. So, no, I think it's for lack of a better term, it's just a de facto power four now. Now, what you know, what form is that going to take in the future? Certainly less, you know, media rights money for the Big 12 schools. They're averaging $37 million a year at the moment and will for the next four years if they stay together. But for schools going to those conferences, going to the Big 12, it might be a, a boost. Even though the Big 12 lost 50% of its value at least when Texas and Oklahoma left, that could be enough. That'd be very enticing for some schools to be in. All right, Gordon. Uh, let me get your thoughts because I certainly have some. I'm uh, I'm sort of undecided on this one. Um, I don't know. Well, here's I the, just well, don't know, especially because football is the king. Well, this, this from kind of, a basketball standpoint, I would say probably yes. But what about football? But this this conveniently combines two conversations, right? When talking, he was talking about the alliance of the Pac-12, ACC, and Big Ten. But what does P5 even mean anymore? Yeah. What does that get you? I mean, access is the same, right? If yeah, the, if the playoff expansion plan plays out, how all of it is a setup for the future, though. But what does that mean? That means that I have a feeling that the Big Twelve might be, might have less privilege. Okay, let's define the privilege. Because oh, okay, let's let's think of the current format with the New Year Six. Being a P five means you get an automatic berth, and if you're a G five, it means you have to be the best amongst all the other leagues to get an automatic berth. If the automatic berth stuff goes away, what does it really get you? Who cares? I I I don't know. Uh, but look, it's more than just that. It's a setup for the opportunity to make more money moving forward. And I don't. But being a, having a label P five isn't going to have anything to do with well, that. Well, it has something to do with the amount your conference can generate as far as TV goes and those things. The label P five means you're worth more. I think so. Yeah. I and, don't and, see how you're they, worth what you're worth. You're worth who, how many people will watch? You're worth what ESPN will pay you. Well, that ESPN is is probably well or Fox allegedly the one that uh, <clears throat> may have helped orchestrate this whole thing. Well, I think they absolutely did, but they still they're still in the football game broadcasting business. Last time I checked, so and maybe it's Fox then. But they're, well, this, that's, this that's is how, what I'm talking about. Obviously, because they're losing fifty percent of their ability to generate money with in the absence of Texas and Oklahoma. You had BYU and Cincinnati or something, and what is how much money are you going to be able to generate? And if I'm BYU, my only the only relevant answer to that is more than I'm making now. Yeah, but it also costs you some. In you know, you're you're less flexible. You know, in so, what way? What we talked about earlier, as far as scheduling goes, as long as that alliance that was made by the three other conferences isn't going to soak up all the scheduling opportunities for an independent like BYU. <laughs> the, the, the alliance thing is funny. Maybe we'll have to dig into that. How much does that even mean? Yeah, I, I don't I mean, know. What it's a bit of a mystery mean? at this point. But. It reminded me, honestly, I think of, of Austin every time I think of The Office. It reminded me of Dwight going to Jim and going, let's form an alliance. And Jim just said, yes. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Which one's Jim? The, 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 the main character, yeah. He's got longer hair. He doesn't like being there. Mary's Pam, you know, kind of a big part of this. Oh, yeah, Jim, Jim, Jim. I, I know who Jim is. Come on. Which naked cowboy? <laughs> anyway, it reminds me of that a little I bit. I like Jim and Pam for them. I thought they were clever and funny. and Not uh, memorable, though. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a big Dwight fan. Sorry. Kind of a smaller storyline. <laughs> Anyway, alliance like we're we're in a super secret alliance now, guys. What does that mean? I don't know really, but uh, but that's us. But you want to be in <laughs> rather you, than out. Right. Well, yeah, but it's uh, it's presenting a front for the SEC. Maybe not a united front. 
<laughs> Nobody's united anymore. Everyone's just looking out for himself. But doesn't that really go against the whole purpose of an alliance? Not if the alliance helps you protect your interests. You don't want the SEC taking over the world. But then the next day they scheduled a game with LSU. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Joining us now, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic here to help our listeners who might be struggling with their love lives. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, that is right, guys. If you're out there a little frustrated in the bedroom, it's not working like it used to. You probably all know what I'm talking about. We at Wasatch Medical, uh, actually the two most advanced forms of wave therapy we're using, this is basically a technology. Uh, kind of looks like an ultrasound machine. It's placed on the skin in our clinic, and it opens up and regrows the blood vessels. Kind of like breaking down a muscle in the gym. That's essentially what we're doing, even though you don't feel it. Uh, according to several clinical studies now, it only takes a few treatments over two to three weeks. You can get rid of the ED, improve blood flow by 40 or 50%, and we do it without a pill or any side effects. Uh, this is a great thing for a lot of couples, and we're helping so many guys get back to more of that normal function in the bedroom. So just so I've got this straight, years and years of uh, uh, taking the pill in your future or two to three weeks and turn back that clock. Yeah, it's a great point when you think about it. Uh, let's call it the month of September. You're done with these treatments. No more awkward visits to the pharmacist. No more doctor's prescriptions. Uh, and, you know, nobody wants to come into the ED clinic. I know that. But two to three weeks, not all that long. It's a pretty short window when you consider how long-lasting the results can be. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Get in and see the doctor. Yes, the doctor, exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound. We do that free. You can leave your wallet at home. There's zero obligation to this. Uh, the gift just for coming in that produces immediate results in the bedroom, you are going to love that, guys. Worth the trip, and it's all totally no charge. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. Huh! Huh! The New Look Aggies hit the road to take on Washington State to kick off the Blake Anderson era in Logan. Catch all the play-by-play action beginning with the pregame show at 8. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.